0: New York, New York, big city of dreams. i coming coming
1: straight out. New out, York, New York, big city of dreams. M-M-M-M-M-M-Y-C.
0: What's going on? It's is jealous from Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Nick's talk just in Nick of Time. I'm doing this intro one more time with no echo. So shout out to everybody who's rocking with the KOT show. Uh in this evening. Rock with us at 1 a.m. If, if you're new to the show, please hit that like button. Please hit the subscribe button and comment. It's gonna help us grow the channel. And I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna talk my stuff once again. Alright, the Knicks lose to the Phoenix Suns in epic fashion and it's funny because if you are julius randall defender um and you feel like you know there's hope for this guy yet he's figuring out he's playing a lot better in his second half you look at a game like this and you're going what in the world is wrong with this kid this is why you point to things like this and say this is why he's not a leader this is why He's not an emotional leader. This is why he's not a physical leader. This is why. Because he has a game where he has 25 points. He's still the leading scorer for these New York Knicks. Gets into the third quarter. Blows a gasket. Gets ejected. And lets this guy, Cam, take him out of his game. And ultimately lose this game. Now, granted, he can say the Knicks are going to lose this game anyway. Because we, we end up losing an epic fourth quarter all the time. But, you have a game night like today. We have six Knicks in double figures. And we're up. 14 and fourth quarter and you blow a casket like that whose man's is this ryan whose man's <laughs> is this epic bruh for julius oh, Randle today boy. and these new york knicks the knicks just nicking today found a way to lose uh tremendous in the last minute from my last second shot from from cam banker for three what a what a nick way to lose what a nick way to lose i mean it, it, there's a lot of things wrong with this team i, I Ryan, I'm taking away Ryan. What do you? I don't even want to go
2: ahead. What did you see about this game, man? What, like, well, I think the major talking point is definitely Julius Randle because at that point when he got ejected from the game, the Knicks were up by ten. The Knicks were going well. Julius Randle was leading the team, scoring baskets. That third quarter was really going well for the Knicks, and I don't know. There was a play where you know, I guess. Julius Randle was a bit aggressive as he was boxing out, boxing out Cam, Cam took offense and pushed him in the back. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle felt like he wanted, you know, to body up to him, you know, like, what's, you know, what's up. And he just, just like you said, shoved the ref's arm away, gives Cam extra push. Where, you know, but here's my thing, though, because I want to know, did Cam say something spicy? Because they were just, you know, head-to-head. Head. All of a sudden, he, he pushes the ref's hand away and then pushes Cam. So I wonder if Cam said something spicy. And in my and in my thoughts, I'm like, okay, if Cam said something spicy at that point, and that causes Julius Randle to push him, why didn't Cam get two technicals, too? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like he caused Julius' reaction. But the, at the end of the day, Julius has to know that the Knicks are going well. He's leading the team. He has to try to control his emotions better. At the end of the day, I'm not giving... Julie's trying to uh an excuse, but um yeah, the fourth quarter comes. There was some Again Cam Reddish is doing well in the fourth quarter, playing well. What the de- defensively on point and then this takes it out at like the six minute mark. Bruh. What <laughs> Who has not been playing well? <laughs> and then, and then, okay, McBride. McBride finally gets minutes, but he, McBride gets near eight minutes tonight. Get- Out of the eight minutes I see McBride play, and he's a point guard. I've only seen him run one possession as a point guard, which resulted in a, which resulted in a Cam slam. Every other play, this guy was like Frank Nilakina, just shove him in the corner and have him not even take part in the offense like Bruh. there are so many things wrong with this game that i can point to but overall it's just the knicks collapsing in the fourth quarter again and can,
0: can i can i bring it back to cam can i bring it back to cam let's yeah, bring it back to cam yeah. real quick because cam reddish right um cam reddish no obi topping yeah no julius Randle because he's ejected the next closest thing we had to a power forward is cam reddish tibbs decides to try out a lineup of rj evan fournier quickly mitchell robinson and burks what is wrong with this man what <laughs> is wrong with this man i don't get it why why does he hate children why does he hate children ryan i uh, I, uh, yo, uh, he, when Obi was in, when Obi was actually healthy and Randall was invaluable, he found a way to bench Obi in the last minute and he found a way to do the same thing with Cam when Cam was playing well. What in the entire. Bruh. Oh my God. Tibbs is tipping to another tip level.
2: <laughs> this is why right now I call Tibbs the tank commander because my man is a control of the tank. And he is maneuvering it. And he is driving it. And he's making sure the Knicks are just picking up L by L by L. Whose man is this? So the the Knicks can get more ping pong balls and go towards getting Ivy or somebody high up in the drive. Because I don't get it right now. I don't get it. I don't get it.
0: This man has lost it. This man is a (laughs) lunatic. This man is an absolute lunatic. You got four guards out there, Mitchell Robinson, trying to save us. And... Man. And you know what? I'm going I'm to get... I'm a, let me woosah. I'm going to Ryan. I'm going to And I'm... A, it, it was misfree. I don't even talk about the misfree throws. Cause yeah. RJ Barrett, 7 for 10. Clutch free throws. Alec Burks, misfree throws. There was a lot of things wrong with this game. But I'm a, yeah. I'm going to... You know what? I'm going a, I'm to a flip the switch. I'm going to flip the switch a little bit. Momentarily. Let's talk about Let's talk about Mr. Paytas, man. Yes,
2: Mr. Robinson. Yeah, one <laughs> of the few positives in this game.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Mr. Paytas, man. One of the few positives in this game. All right, because I'm gonna say this: we last, last, last post game, Ryan, we talked about how um there was rumblings on Knicks, on, on, like a Knicks Nation that you know. Robinson gets outplayed by the big centers and he doesn't just and is concerned about that. He doesn't deserve much. This man came out here and balled. Okay. Yes, he did. 17 points, 15 rebounds, nine offensive rebounds, four steals, and two blocks for Mitchell Robinson. Gunshots. For Mitchell Robertson. One of the only reasons why we in this game was Mitch Robertson. Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson
2: outplayed Aiden today. Yeah, and Aiden's not a bum. That guy's not a bum. Not- He's one of the top centers in the league. Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson's 8-8 eight, eight in today,
0: all right? And kept us in the game multiple times with his offensive rebounding. So shout-out to Mitch Robinson, nine offensive rebounds, career-high, four steals. And so when people are talking about how he doesn't match up with these top these these top NBA centers and with Joel Embiid and, and Ben Manabayo, he he shrinks. Like, he's had plenty of games where he saved us. And he almost saved us again today. And I feel like you know this is one, What sometimes Knicks fans have short memories. They have their memories from game to game. This is why when you go through the season, you'll see RJ Barrett call RJ Barrett a gun, a bum. One week, the next week they're trying to give him the keys, and then they call him a bum today. Marjorie Barrett had a crazy yeah. game today. They might be trying yeah. to call him a bum today after today. Who knows? Who (laughs) knows? But this is what this 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 is the this is the mind of Knicks fans. They flip on you in a second sometimes. And this is what I'm gonna say. All right, Mitchell Robinson, pay that man. And when I say pay that man, I don't mean you know, I don't mean like. Listen, he. I I feel like we talked about this before. He deserves close to Robert Robert Williams' money, if not Robert Williams' money. All right, so pay that ran Robert Williams' money. They're in the same tier. I I said it on this program. I said it on a, a breakdown video, of Mitch Robinson. I do feel like my range, my ideal range for him was eight to ten million because of his injury history. But will I give him twelve million to keep him around? Absolutely.
2: Mm. Yo. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. He's still only twenty three years old. He will be better. I feel like he will be better. I feel like he will develop an offensive game. And right now, he's keeping. He kept us in this game with his pure heart, his pure re- re- rebounding, and his pure hustle. Uh, very proud of Mitch Robinson today. Anything to add to that, Ryan?
2: I mean, you pretty much said it all right there. Um, he definitely balled out tonight, was definitely crashed the offensive boards, definitely held Aiden in check, and he was like, he was all over the court tonight. Like That man was on fire tonight, and like you say, he was one of the reasons why the Knicks stayed in the game tonight, and if you need any more evidence to show that Mitch Robson deserves to be paid, tonight was one of those games where you, you got all the evidence you need. I thought I think I saw in the rumors it was four years forty eight mil.
1: Mm-hmm, mil.
2: To me, to to me, that's a no brainer for me right now. I'm giving Mitch that. I'm giving Mitch that easy. Because I'm I'm pretty sure if this guy goes on the free agent market, a team is gonna a team's gonna give him more. I'm yeah. pretty sure of that. So I'm like, yo, if if that's if the four years forty eight mil, if that's all that's gonna take to tie up Mitchell Robinson for the next four years, I'm with it. I'm 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 giving him that contract no hesitation absolutely
0: absolutely and the rumor was
2: that teams that the knicks and
0: mitchell robinson were not even close on a deal um not even close on the deal which means they, they said that they ian begley reported that they were far apart i feel like they need to get a lot closer together and pay this man before he hits the free market because uh the defense he provides the offensive year of is astronomical i his team he's still young he still has room to grow um, I'm, I'm keeping i'm keeping rich robinson for sure For sure. Uh, I also want to talk about RJ Barrett, and then we're going to get to the callers. All right? (laughs) RJ Barrett. This was one of RJ Barrett's. This game was rough. This game is really rough, RJ, man. Um, You see why RJ? RJ somehow squeaked out 20 points today. (laughs) Shot 6 of 26 from the field. 1 of 7 from 3. 13%, 13%, yeah, 13% from three is crazy. 23% from the field is crazy. 7 to 10 from the free throw line, uh, missed some free throws, left some points on the table. You could have said that contributed to to our, our loss along with Alec Burks and Mitch Robinson missing from three throws in clutch time. Um, here's the thing about RJ. We love RJ because he's relentless. Um, he had a, he's been in a crazy run. He's almost been averaging 30 points a game pretty much for, like, January. I mean, for February leading into March. And even though we lost, and I, I, I kind of like the experience of this game for him, where not having Julius around, um, having the ball in his hand, and having him make the play, I kind of like, I kind of just like the experience, right? Because I already know after a, a game like this, he's not going to sleep. I already know he's not going to sleep. Um, he's gonna replay the missed free throws. He's gonna re- replay the missed layups. Um, and this is this is pretty much the maturation of RJ Barrett. This is this is what you go through when you're trying to be the man, and it doesn't work out for you. So it hurt. But I rather when you're losing games, I rather losing, I rather lose games with you. Sometimes, even though this sucked. And it hurt. I hope he learns from this game. And he made some nice passes in the end when he realized he didn't have it going. A nice pass, to quickly hit a, a quick, who hit a nice three. And thank 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 God, quickly was was nice was was doing well today. Uh, a nice pass to Mitch Robinson. He made some nice right, right plays, but he has to be able to finish at the rim of regularity. Uh, something he's been doing all um this during his run. He was not doing today, and that's a big reason why we lost this game. Um, he has to get better at that, but. I'm glad that uh, we got to you can see that. And I'm also glad that we actually got to... We put some we put some pressure on the refs today. Like, I like the fact that even though he sucked, we actually got to the line. We actually got to the basket. We actually... I feel better getting last-second shots where we have a chance to get an offensive rebound a lot of the times, which was happening. Um, so even though we, we lost and he did not finished the way I would like to, uh, and he has to improve. I, I kind of still like that formula than just going for straight-up jump shots all the time. Uh,
2: yeah, most, anything to add to that? Um, yeah, um, you know, we've been praising RJ because RJ's definitely been playing well, you know, since the start of the year. You know, but, you know, we have to be fair. RJ didn't have a good game today. Tonight, um, it, to me, it seemed like he was definitely pressing Especially early in the game, I felt like he was definitely forcing a lot of shots, and he wasn't letting the game come to him per se. Mm. You know, so I feel like that's where RJ went wrong today. Today, but you know, there were a few positives. You know, he did make a few you know key passes, especially late in the game for big shots, like you said. And um, you know, I think these are these are the type of games that, that that will be a good experience for him because you have to know, you know, you have to. It's like you have to learn that. You know, when you have bad games, you have to try to block it out and then come back harder the next game. You know, not every game is going to be a good game. You know, he's been on a he's been on a tear, so I think you know it's kind of have a it's kind of nice to have a game once in a while that brings you back down to earth in mm-hmm. a way and lets you know like, all right, you know, I can't just you know relax. You know, I, I got to keep you know I got to keep pushing. I got to keep pushing. You know, and 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 I, and I fully expect him to come back in the Clippers game, but you know, R.J. had a bad game tonight and. You know, even though, you know, he's not the reason why the Knicks lost, and I'm not going to put that on RJ, but I'm going to say that, you know, if he did have a better game, the Knicks probably would have won this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. Like, I I, I feel like we missed his shot making uh, a ton today, or his his his, his layup package a ton today. And I also do feel like he had five assists today, which isn't bad. But I do feel like, like you said before, I felt like he was pressing. So I feel like maybe he could have mix, mixed up the assist in the beginning of the game or also even kind of paused and, I you know, a little head fake because that's that's what was working when he was in the Miami Heat. He would go to his left, pause, do a head fake, get fouled, go to the line a little bit more. But even though he went to a line a ton, 10, 10 free throws are still. Yeah. Right. But um, I feel like a couple more head fakes um, might have served him well today. And um, hit your free throws, 7 to 10, still pretty good for him. Hit your key fills in the clutch moments, though. <laughs> and uh, you got to make your layups, man. You got, you just got to make your layups. Whew. Oh, man. All right. So, salute to the chat, man. Salute so, to so everybody who's rocking with the KOT Show. If you're liking the program so far, please hit the like button and subscribe button. Plenty of stuff to talk about today. Plenty of things that went wrong, from Julius Randle to the, the missed free throws to Alec Burks missing the free throws to Alec Burks blowing in the assignment. I don't know how Alec Burks lost Cam, Cam Thomas, like, in crucial plays of the night to... A lot of things to talk about, but if you want to talk, we're going to call in in this late night, or you already know what to do, call 319 527 6241. 319 527 6241. We got two callers up. First caller up. I think we do. We have, what do we have? You have Jason? We have Jason from Lower East Side. What's going on, Jason? What's up, fellas? What's going on,
2: man?
3: Hey, man. Um, I'll say this this loss, I mean, obviously it hurt, but it really would have hurt if it mattered. Yeah. Like, the season's kind of over already. Like, if, imagine if this ha- loss happened two months ago. That would have been a yeah. killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I Ryan said it. Tibbs is now the tank commander. Yeah. Because there's no reason. When he moved, when he took out Cam Reddish and put in Evan Fournier, I laughed. And I said, I don't even care if we win or lose at this point. Because clearly this coach doesn't care if they win or lose. And it doesn't matter. Tibbs be man. Whew. Yo. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was, I mean, you can't tell me, oh, he always coaches to win. And that's what he did. Like, I just, I, I can't believe it. Like, I, I was, I couldn't believe it. And this is, it goes back to, and, and I think, I think you guys said it. He did the same thing to Obi Toppin. Yep. When players are playing well, he he takes them right out. if so they young. And I mean, I mean, I don't, I mean, he's a, at this point, he's just a terrible coach. I mean, there's nothing to say about it, you know? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I Yo, he just finds new
0: ways to amaze me. You have no power forward options left except one, and you choose a shooting guard.
1: Bruh.
3: <laughs> it's, it's not even that he chose a shooting guard. He, he chose a guy who, who can't play defense. Oh and my the turns went right on him when he came in. And he messed up like three or four times in a row. Yeah, no. and Tibbs he, is supposed to be a
0: defensive coach. I don't get it. How, how he how, I don't understand how Tibbs doesn't believe his own eyes. <laughs> it's like Cam is physically, you're watching him play well in front of your eyes in real time. He's the, best that the Nobody could up Cam. And he, I feel like even Cam laughed because he scores. And then he and he sees him coming towards the bench. I feel like he cracked a smile because I feel like in his mind he couldn't even believe it either.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I man uh, yeah. Randall,
3: I mean, you guys, have, you guys have said everything about Randall. All I'm gonna say is, you know, some some people were saying that oh that shouldn't have been a tap. He pushed the ref. Yeah, he did. You pushed the ref. That's an automatic ejection. It doesn't matter if you push the ref's hand or whatever. That's an automatic ejection. What an idiot that's man. all i gotta say about Randall. what an idiot yeah man Annals, <laughs> analysis is done <Yes. laughs> this team has lost seven games in a row or right one of six games in a row i don't even know and and you winning and that's how you react <laughs> yo you let
0: cam take you out your game man
2: fragile and then Cam for real and, and then, that, came and
0: then cam that's game game dude that too. killed us <laughs> exactly <sighs> It, it, it was crazy because cool. I felt like it galvanized the second unit for for, for, for a, a brief stint. It was crazy because at one point, Knicks Nation was happy. If you was on Knicks Twitter today in the second quarter and you saw the lineup of Deuce, <laughs> Cam, RJ <laughs> with Sims and quickly, you were rejoicing because you like, oh my gosh, this is what we always wanted. And still somehow Tim's found a way to tip that up. It's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, I would be so much more mad if this game mattered. Yeah. You know, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, it's just another loss. And the more losses, the better because we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Listen, you know what? You're right
0: about that. Ten commanded
3: Tibbs. And I'll it's know. not like RJ had a great game. See, if RJ would have had a great game, then I would have been like, come on. I really wanted us to win. RJ played great. It would have been great if he could have brought it home.
0: Right. It still would have been great if you boarded home.
3: Well, I mean, if you, if you boarded it home. I mean, look, I still it, wanted us to win. I feel you. I I'm get not it. saying yeah. I wanted us to lose. I'm just saying it doesn't hurt as much because I, of
0: that. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Because as a Knicks fan, especially when you see teams like pointing and laughing and pointing at the bench like Mikal was doing and doing all this, like, like the competitor in me is like, I might, you know, it might be better for us. 'Cause we get a better position, but beat these guys and they get on my damn nerves. Like that's just
3: like, competitive. Exactly. Like, shut them up. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know who gets on my nerves more than them? Our own players. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah, man. Like even Randall, I mean, he was scoring a lot today, but that guy, him between him and Fournier, their defense is terrible. Absolutely especially when the other team has a offense that moves around, they miss guys. They oh it's
0: Terrible. And, and and I'll say this too, because there was a point in the game right in the first quarter where Randall's defense was terrible. Uh what's it it's it's transition defense, right? Um who who beat Randall down the floor for an easy layup? I um Jay Crowder.
3: One. Crowder yes, beat Crowder Randall down yeah. the
0: floor to the easy layup. Yeah,
3: but it's it's all off ball. Like when he and when he, he has no awareness of where he's supposed to be off ball. Yeah, but I I I I'm
0: trying to but here's the thing Tibbs called timeout. He he rips them apart, and he actually played really good defense since he got ripped apart. The I team don't think he was good
3: defense. I think the, he just they, they missed shots, and I think his defense was terrible the whole game. They missed. They the, the Suns missed a lot of open shots in the first half too. I, I, like I it's crazy. Jay Crowder kind of killed us at the end because early in the game he was bricking everything. I feel
0: <laughs> like, I feel like our point of attack defense was horrible um, for for most of the games. It was causing a lot of corner threes for us. For, but but I, I don't know. But that's neither here or there. We lost. Randall is, is, is getting on my damn nerves. And I don't know. He might have just pushed his way out of a into a trade. I don't even know at this point. <laughs> that, that was crazy.
3: And this is about Mitch. Obviously, Mitch was great today. Mitch and DeAndre Aiden, right? Mm-hmm. How much money has Chris Paul got DeAndre Ayton? Oh,
0: he's going to... Yeah,
2: yeah. Ayton yeah, is paid right now. I don't I don't know the exact numbers, but he's paid.
0: Yeah, but he looks like a pumpkin today. No, he not paid yet. I'm
3: just... He hasn't gotten paid yet. I'm just saying, like people when we talk about money, he wanted max money, and that's why they didn't pay him. Mm. But, but how much of that is Chris Paul? Because imagine if Mitch had Chris Paul, how how much money he would be getting in oh, his yeah, contract? Yeah, you're
0: yeah. right about that. He would be looking at him <laughs> like old, like old school DeAndre Jordan. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, he'd be getting like 20 million if if, if, if Chris Paul was his point guard. <laughs> no, nah, nah,
0: you're absolutely right. the nah, for real, you're absolutely right, yo. But yo, yo, thanks for calling, Jason, man. Uh, that's
3: I, that's I, all I got. Um, I'm probably not gonna call in next week because some games are too late and it's weekdays. So it's I'll cool. Talk to you next when I talk to you. <laughs> Hi, Hi man, man. I Appreciate you. <laughs> you appreciate you. Uh, um,
0: yeah, man. I, I felt like a, a point of attack defense was pretty bad all week. So I was literally looking forward to McBride. I know you, you touched on mm-hmm. it, man. McBride got the Thanksgiving leftovers. Yep. Of Obi topping minutes, <laughs> 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 right? You got. You pretty much sat at the kids' table today. Yeah. Played seven minutes, like Obi. Minute, Obi at least gets eleven minutes. McBride got seven minutes and fifty-two seconds. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs>
2: and, and and the thing is, is that it's not even like okay, it's an it's an effective. Minutes and 52 seconds, where it's like it's him running the point with him actually being like one of the few point guards on the team right now and actually like initiating the offense and things of that nature. Like for the majority of the possessions, he was just shoved in the corner like Frank Nilakina, and it was again RJ was running the offense instead. And then it's like, then the one time he ran the offense, but he actually gave him the ball in the backcourt, he actually brought the ball up the court, it, he, it, it resulted in an assist because the Reddish got a layup. So it's like I, I, I'm not understanding because it's like it's it's not like like at least with Frank Nilakina it's like Frank Nilakina got size you know he can you know he's a guard but you can you, but you can basically put him at the forward as well so it's not so it's not you know a surprise that you put Frank Nilakina in the corner having be a forward at times if you have another point guard on the on the floor but it's like McBride's an actual point guard he's playing with quickly quickly's not a point guard he's playing with RJ RJ's not a point guard. So it's like, okay, the Knicks are like 12, 13 games under 500. Like, why not experiment a bit and see what McBride can do as a point guard? Why are you gonna bring him into the game and he's a and he's a legit point guard, the only legit point guard on the floor, and then treat him like he's a wing and yeah. in the corner waiting? It doesn't make sense to me, but it but there's the Tibs. I, 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 I can't pick this man's mind. I, I, I don't know what he does. So yeah, I,
0: I don't get it either, man. They, they treat this man like a wing they,
2: it's like, it's
0: funny because there was a point in the game where the the, the the Suns are pressing and it, it was really hard. It was, we really couldn't get into our offense for like a good three to four minutes. And I'm like, oh, this has been Bryce time to shine, but they're still sticking them in the corner. He pretty much was getting cardio. Like, that's what I really saw. He was getting <laughs> cardio. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, Mitch, I don't know if you saw this thing, um, Mitch, Mitch posted something on Twitter. He was talking about how how would you he was saying how would you feel if you just, if you just had ran up and down the court the entire time to play defense and no one ever passed you the ball. I feel like that was applicable applicable today when, when Miles McBride was in the game. No one passed the ball. He didn't even get a chance to be a point guard. They just they just I don't know man. They just didn't really treat him well. I, uh I'm glad I McBride mean, got minutes, but I hope the next time he gets more meaningful minutes because it just stuck him in the corner.
2: Like, they really did. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah it's and just... oh, it's hard to cut you off, man. Um, Yeah, I know this off topic a little bit, but um, Tom Thibodeau, he was asked about um, Randall. Randall's ejection, this is what Thibodeau had to say. It's an emotional game, but you can't cross over that line. You got to know where to stop. None of us are perfect. We're going to make mistakes, but we got to be disciplined. That's from the tank commander Thib's mouth about Randall's ejection tonight. I
0: guess that's a reprimand. <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it, it's a soft reprimand, but it, it, I guess it get passed.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like a pat on it's like a, a pat on the hand from a, like on a toddler or something. I guess that's something. But I'm, yeah. I'm hoping he gives him a lot more in the locker room than when he just did in public because that was just crazy. But anyway, Gun, hold on. Gun chat to all you guys who staying up at 1.36 a.m. and talk about Knicks basketball and overtime lucks with the Phoenix Suns because y'all are just as crazy as, as we are. So, salute Bad. to you guys. Salute to Rodney Sang Sang Picks with Timmy, uh, everybody else who's rocking with the KT Show. Shout out to Canal Ben-Loya. Um... Oh, and also yeah. Shout out to JT Reddick. Because a nine 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 super chat it says yeah. Salute all eighty two season all season over. But we always rock with KOT all eighty two. Yeah. Shout out to my guy JT Reddick. All right. All right. And also shout out to Black Needle. Who says he's not here all the time, but he's repping with us tonight. Repping with us tonight. Hit that like and subscribe button. All right. Will Sacklin too. Shout out to you. He says three of seventeen of our last twenty. Yeah, man. The Knicks are are really uh showing out today. One win in February, Ryan. <laughs> one, <laughs> one win. Woo. Oh, man. Woo. All right.
4: Next caller up,
0: we have our man Big Reaper. What's going on?
4: Hey, what's up, fellas? Thank you guys for taking my call. Um, you know, honestly I didn't care. Like, you know, the last few weeks I haven't cared if we won the game or not, so I'm not upset or anything. Um, you know, obviously with starting with Randall, you guys know how I feel about that guy. I just wish <laughs> that you know, guy. they need to get rid of him, <laughs> all Right? you know, all season. I don't care because he's obviously, he's just, you know, the you can tell the kind of person, you know, when you like somebody like him, he has all the leverage, right? He's gotten his money, right? Like you watch how he behaves and this is what he does when he has all the leverage and he knows he can do whatever he wants. This is how he, play, he behaves. So,
1: mm-hmm.
4: you know, he is a talented dude. So they can get something for him. So they just got to get rid of him. He's a walking 2010. He just, just sent him to a team. There's a lot of teams that will take him where he doesn't have to be where they set him up. And all he's got to do is take the shot or get the rebound. So so I, I really don't care about him. I was actually happy he got ejected. You know. <laughs> Oh, I agree with, like, uh, Jason. He was, like, his defense, he, he had, like, uh, I think he had, like, 24 points at the half or 20 points at the half. But yeah. his defense was trash the whole night, you know. Like, I even posted on Twitter. I think I posted something uh, where it was, like, on the Knicks, uh, the Knicks uh, Twitter page. I just told him, like, how about some defense, you know. So, it's just, you know, so I really don't care about Randall anymore. Uh, so, I just hope they get rid of him. And regarding, obviously, Tibbs and the front office, If if they bring Tibbs back, those guys better have – they better basically uh, have a press conference next year talking about what their plan is. And it's kind of getting annoying that, like, Leon Rose is hiding, you know, not taking any interviews. And I know some people say it's like, oh, you know, it's like it's good not to say anything because, like, as if there's some kind of, like, you know, advantage to, like, not saying anything. To me, as a fan, it just looks like they're being cowards, you know? Mm. I don't buy season... Well, I can't really afford season tickets, but I don't basically buy a lot of Knicks tickets because, like, when I see nonsense, I'm not going to buy the tickets to go watch them, you know? So, So, it's just, you know, that's kind of what it is there. Uh, Evan Fournier is really funny, though. It's like, he didn't shoot that terrible tonight, but I felt like he broke a Knicks record, but, you know, I think he had the most air balls I've seen in the game. So... (laughs) Yo, like, he was he shot like a couple of air balls from three, and the paint. He got an air ball in the paint. I'm sorry, what were you, were you saying?
0: Nah, his game was so weird today because he started off stinking,
4: and then all of a sudden
0: he's going off. His four, or seven from three, and then comes mm-hmm. in at the end and just starts chucking. <laughs> and it's like ah, it it was a tale of two Evans. He had all the bad. He had the good and the bad Evans, but like. It's funny, plus-minus today, you got Randall with plus-8, Evan with plus-8, uh, Alec Burks with plus-12, <laughs> Sims with plus-1. Which is crazy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is pretty crazy. And with the, you know, honestly, with, uh, with RJ, I mean, it's, you know, it's really tough, right? He's playing against, like, um, the Cal Bridges to do this like, all arms. he got a yeah. like 10-foot wingspan. And you know, they have a good they have a good perimeter defense, uh, this time. They're pretty good on a defensive end. So kinda of figure he may have struggled today, but you know, yeah, he like I've never seen someone miss so many layups in my life. Not even at a high school basketball game. I haven't seen so many layups missed, you know. So yeah. I mean he's just something he really needs to work on. I mean, he's gonna be good, but it's just like damn, like all the sorry about the language, but all, all the missed layups. It's, just, it's kind of hard to kind of, uh, it's really hard to see it sometimes. And, uh, but, you know, that, that's pretty much it. And then that whole McBride thing, what else can you say? It says, you know, he acts crazy these days. He can do whatever he wants. So, you know, hopefully they get rid of him. Uh, the other thing I did want to say, though, was like, so, like, I I did a video. Uh, it was, you know, for, uh, for a page called Civil Anal- Analytics. Mm-hmm. And it was actually, I was looking at basically the reason why, you know, basically they brought on like Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. And because I, I remember I heard like, uh, it was an interview, either it was Berman or Begley was saying that basically uh, bringing on Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker, it was like the the idea came from like the analytics group. And I know, like, I think Brock Holler like, runs their data analytics group. And, like, you know, they have a few other guys who did it. We did a but show about that, different. actually. When you look at
0: the, our first shows. i said that again. Our first shows, we talked about the uh, Kimber Fournier, uh, mm-hmm. um, Evan. Evan. Uh, I said, said Kimball Fournier. Evan Fournier, Kimber Walker. <laughs> 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 Offensive rating was, like, through the roof when it was the Celtics.
4: Yeah, when they were, I guess when they were both of them were together. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that is also like team statistics, right? It's like, you know, a lot of the ratings that we're using to that were being used to gauge both of them are like the offensive rating, defensive rating. And those are kind of like what the team statistics, those are team statistics, statistics while those guys are on the court. And it's like... You have to use it's good to look at them right to, at those tasks because sometimes, even though you're playing bad, you're having like an individual bad game where you're not shooting very well.
1: Mm-hmm. sometimes
4: it does have a positive impact on the team because maybe uh, the motion, the activity you provide probably creates you know some you know extra motion and you know better scoring for the team, you know, so I, I get it, but. I kind of felt like maybe they were like looking at it only and looking at that, uh, those ratings and vacuum. So, and so I was just kind of like talking about that, but like, and the reason why I did it because everyone talks about how great Brock Isler is and like that analytics team for the, the Knicks. And it's just like, if they were so great, it's like, I don't know how they're, you know, they're one of their, this is their first biggest move. Their first big move that they made was to bring on these two guys and it's just like, you know, and it was pretty much a flop, you know. Okay, so that was you um, who tagged me with so, the Silver Analytics video. Yeah, 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 that was me. Got you, so, got you. you know, it's, but, so it, it was kind of interesting to think about it and kind of to talk about it, and like, you know, because I, I don't know, trying to figure out, it's it'll be great to kind of understand what they were actually looking at, the numbers that they actually used to evaluate these guys. Because if you look at you kind of look at, okay, we know the, those offensive ratings, they, they really lean on those,
1: mm-hmm. but
4: it can't just be it, right? I mean, like, you can't have, like, some, you know, I have a, rep, a day job that I work over 40 hours a week, and then basically I spend, like, you know, a, an hour or less looking on NBA.com, and and I can find out, like, you know, something to rebut whatever their thesis was on bringing these guys on on the team. So it was like... yeah, it's it's funny. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's funny because that's
0: been the argument for the last um, for the last a uh, few years. I feel like they were talking about analytics guys versus the eye test, and a lot of these, like a lot of NBA players, feel like the the analytics guys are kind of BS. I mean, and the eye test can tell you more, and I feel like you know sometimes like the the, the truth might be somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Yes. you might you might be saying. So you you might be right, like maybe they're leaning a little bit too much on the analytics, but I, um I think I think the year before it was wasn't leaning on it enough, so maybe <laughs> we saw them pinched them too far. Who knows? But uh <laughs> it I, cause I definitely yeah. do feel like that's what exactly what happened is what you're what you're stating.
4: Yeah, you know, it's like I, I kinda that was part of it too, actually. I agree with you on that because it's like it is in the middle, right? And so sometimes you kind of get the feeling like it's almost like, are they just hiring people that are like, you know, that are just, that majored in statistics, but they never play basketball? Mm-hmm. You know, because for you to do this kind of work, it can't, you can't just be like, a, you know, someone who knows advanced statistics, you know, and who does that for a living. I mean, you've got to be a basketball junkie as well, at least. It's Absolutely. Not a, you know, at least yeah. a high school, you know, because if you don't, then you don't really... I don't know. You're just not really going to know what to look for. And the eye test does mean something. Right. And then it's not even just that. I think they kind of lean a little too much on the advanced statistics. They don't even like, I feel like they don't do enough with the regular box scores and the individual stats. Each person has, Mm. um, I feel like they don't test a lot of that stuff enough, but you know, I just feel like they just don't, they lean way too much on the advanced statistics. And so, um, and so that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of the issue there. Um, and I think that's where they kind of ran into a problem, because they were basically just leaning on those team stats and not even looking at the each individual person's stats, you know. And so I think that's you know that's kind of what screwed them up. But um, gotcha. but yeah, that's you know that's pretty much what I wanted to say. You know, okay, thank you guys, for taking my call.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
4: Yeah, thank all you, thank you. All right,
0: shout out to shout out to our our unofficial uh, stats guy,
2: a uh, big Reaper. <laughs> all right. Yeah, most definitely, and. When it comes to analytics, um, it's funny because I think the only sport where you can just look at analytics and be able to figure out, like, how to build a team, I think, is baseball. Because baseball is more of a – even though it's a team sport, it's more of an individual sport. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you have guys that just play certain positions and, you know – And it's like, you know, you just have to know how to field your position. You know, it's not even like, oh, you know, do they mesh well as teammates or whatever the case may be. You know, it's just everybody, you know, goes up to bat, single, single, singly, you know, as a single person. And then, you know, when you're on the field, you're basically as a single person. All you do is field your position and hit. So I think baseball is a sport that, you know, you can look at analytics and be like, yeah, you know, if you put these players together, you know, they can probably do well. But basketball, that's more of like a team sport where, you have five guys that got to be on the same page and they have to, and it, and it got to be emotion. So it's like, yeah, you can look at analytics and be like, yeah, these guys are, you know, you know, great from an analytics standpoint, and, and they'll probably improve the team, but you also have to do eye tests as well because like I said, it's five guys on the court together and they have to be, you know, all intertwined and go well together. So yeah, that's be a mixture of both. And, you know, I'm not going to front. When I saw the Knicks sign Kemba Walker and Everett Fournier, I thought that those two guys coming, you know, to the Knicks, you know, looking at, you know, what they did with the Celtics, I was like, you know, these are two guys where where the offense would probably offset what they would, you know, lack defensively. But, you know, you have to take into account how Thibs are going to use these players and how they're going to fit into Thibs' offense. And then that's where everything just blows up and it wasn't a good fit.
0: Well, I mean, we also have to take into account that Kemba Walker was is a shell of himself. You know, what yeah, I, mean? I think yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that we can take away from it because if Kemba Walker was a healthier Kemba Walker I and mean, for longer stretches of time, then it might have worked. I mean, it, it could have worked. I don't know. Maybe maybe it would have worked better because now, cause, cause now we we all first we started out hate hate Knicks Nation started out hating Evan Fournier. And now people are like, you know, some people are kind of like split on them. Some people saying keep them, like it's, it's more of a mixed bag now. It's not an all hate thing, which kind of you know. So yeah. they're at least right on Fournier's production, cl- kind of closer to being right with Fournier's production anyway. So I mean, the, the biggest, the biggest thing was, and the biggest thing was maybe how much they paid him. And the other thing is, Kemba has, just hasn't really been healthy. So you're getting Kembo on his last legs at this point. You know what I mean? So it is what it is this time. Like, Evan Fournier, I mean, he hasn't been the best, but he also beat Allen Houston's three point record, like, last game in a Nick uniform. So it's one of those things. And I see uh, Drow loves to hate, says Grimes is better. Um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like we, I feel like, um well, Grimes' d- defense is especially better. I feel like Evan Fournier's shooting. Um, is he shooting a little bit better than Grimes? I'm not even sure if he's shooting a little bit better than Grimes. If, if it's not Grimes, is right on his heels, and I, I feel like Grimes is going to be a better player than the Evan, um, quicker than we might think. If, if if you feel like he's not better this season, um, one more caller. Okay, next caller up. Let us know what your name is and where you're from.
5: Thanks for taking the call. Hey guys, what's up? Can you is, hear me? Yep, hear you perfectly. Thanks for taking the call. RJ from Jersey. How's oh, going on, man? Okay. I'm, so, you, know, man <laughs> you know, man, I just – I'm sitting here night after night. I'm really trying to have a – I'm trying to reason with Tibbs, man. But, I, I mean, Cam Reddish is a guy who – he literally asked out of Atlanta, you know, getting 25 minutes a night there. He comes here. They cut it in half. And tonight's another example. You know, he's playing well. He's one of the only – he's probably the only wing on the team who can get to the hoop without a screen. Yeah. Two dribbles and he's there. He's got the long wingspan, the size to play defense. Fournier's out there, you know, front rimming everything, airballing, getting toasted on defense, and he gets to close the game. And I I don't know if it's politics or what, but I'm having a tough time understanding it, man. And it's every night, and then he sits there in the post-game press conferences, and he says one thing, but then the next night he never really follows through. So I don't know. I just want to hear your, your guys' thoughts on that. I know you talked about it a little bit at the top of the show. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, it, it's tough to sit through.
0: I I don't get it either, man. I just did. I just didn't get it. I I just I literally at this point just feels like I think he just hates children. Like I think that's why he doesn't have any. <laughs> it's like he doesn't he, he doesn't have he, I have to fight. yeah he doesn't have any children because he hates him and anybody under twenty five years old he just like I don't care how good you're playing I'm not going to play you like it just made no sense I don't understand how Cam is the is Cam is scoring he's getting to the hole
5: he's dude he's, I don't and, I don't get it <laughs> and the, the the crazy thing man it's like when he even when he is on the floor. Um, and maybe not tonight. Maybe tonight's not the best example. But a lot of the times, he too is like hidden in the corner as a floor spacer. Like yeah. if the guy, you know, running running in some of those you know double Iverson cuts or, or something, you know, run him off the screen, you know, something to get him going. And it, it's his offensive playbook. Just I don't know, man. I'm, it's it's based it's based off of Fournier. You know, we we run a lot of actions for him and RJ's You know, in that pistol formation a lot, but. You know, Randall and, and Fournay will do that DHO. Right. But there's not a lot outside that. You know, it's, it's very basic and generic,
0: too. Y- yeah. yeah. Very limited. There's no off-ball screening. And I, I agree with you, too. Like, one of the things that I liked today, and it didn't happen enough, was I think the second quarter when Cam was actually got the opportunity to run pick and roll. And he looked really smooth. I mean, he didn't he didn't really pass it, but he was able to get to the hole and, and lay it up with, <laughs> with smoothness. I'm just like, man, we need more of that. Because right now, we, we've seen we've been relying on RJ as the only way who can actually get to the hole off the pick and roll. And we have a guy in, yep. in, in Cam who can potentially do the same thing and, and maybe even finish at a high rate if he's able to do it because of the way he's able to kind of like contort his body a little bit. And we just don't experiment with that at all. And then when Grimes comes back, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be when Grimes comes back, it's it's gonna get worse. He's not gonna get. He's gonna get the situational minutes.
2: Yeah.
5: Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I'm just, and it's like there there are 20 games left. Not even maybe you're you're out of it at this point. What's the hurt? And it's not to me. It's not even about tanking. I just like I said. I just want to see some of these prospects get their burn. Right. Evaluate your dunk talent. See what you can do with them. Maybe you have a trade asset. Maybe you got a building block. But that's all I got, guys.
0: Thanks for
2: taking the call. I appreciate it. Have
0: a good night. Absolutely. All right, man. Thanks for Absolutely. the call. Shout out to RJ right. from Jersey, first time caller. Um, please hit the like. Please, please subscribe to the channel. I love your perspective as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I I'm with him, man. It's not about tanking for me. It, I'm not a guy who likes to tank, really. It, to me, it's more about we have young guys here. We don't know what they're go what. We have one guys here. We don't know what they can do. Because we haven't given them the chance to do anything. And we need to experiment a lot more. Um, and there's guys where we, there's less time to figure out what they can do. Like Sims, um, we might have to figure it out sooner than later. Cam, we only have uh, a next season. And so I feel like we have to just figure out what their value is for this team moving forward. And even if you know what... <laughs> Even if like just get them some more experience so their value can go up in case we have to trade one of them so you don't just be like oh well he's not worth anything so you know we'll we'll get a second round pick like like I don't that's not what I don't want to happen
2: you know what I mean yeah um I'm basically in the same boat it, it's not like um cheering the Knicks tanking or whatever the case may be like where I get upset is when the Knicks continue to lose games. And there's more than 10 games under 500. And they're losing games with the veterans like Burks, Fournier, et cetera. Because to me, that's showing that you're not trying to evaluate the young talent that you have. You're actually still trying to win games when the team is under is so many games under the 500. Then on top of that, it's like, yeah, you're trying to win games by playing these veterans. But these veterans have shown you that they're not closing out games. Yeah. So what's the point? So that's where I get upset. Like I could take the losing if if it consists of us playing the young guys, seeing what we have in the young guys and actually putting them in game situations where we get to see what they're made of. Then I'm like, "Okay, I can take the losing." But when you but when you have us just losing and you're playing the vets where and the game and the season's out of hand as it is already, it's like what's the point? And it's funny because First of all, this guy, I have a strong dislike of him because he always has some stuff to say about the Knicks. Richard Jefferson. Oh yeah. But I was li- but I was listening to him on the ESPN um broadcast of the Knicks and Suns game, and he said something, and it's very true. He says that if you if you're a young player, probably the hardest coach to play for in the NBA is Thibodeau, just for the simple fact that it's hard for you to get minutes as a young player under Thibodeau and it's so true yeah as a young as a young player you're gonna find it very difficult to play for Thibodeau because he doesn't he, he doesn't give young guys minutes unless you're a stud like RJ or Mitch
0: yeah you gotta be like some really crazy generational talent to even you know get some playing time under him and even so like if you don't start out like that you're developing into that he's still not gonna get a shot so it's, it's crazy it's, it's yeah. all messed up, and It's just like, oh, uh, it, it, it's, it's tiring at this point. Like, I don't even know, man. I, I just don't know. But um, as we're talking gloom and doom, um, I'm going to just say this. First First and foremost, Tommy Beard said it best when he was here. It sucks when you're losing, but it's worse when you're losing and you don't have any new information. And that's what's happening right now because we have no new information on any of these guys because he kept trying the same rotations, the same timing of the rotations over and over and over again. But, um, but that's besides the point. I'm going to get off of that, I'm going to hit the gunshots for these Super Chats, all right? Because first and foremost, Rodney came in here with a file, which I said, Christian Woods for Randall. Randall's from Texas, right? Send him home.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
0: I'll I'll, I'll, I'll just big it up, Rodney, just for for the, the jokes of it. Just for the jokes of it, Christian Wood for Randall. I feel like we can, I feel like we can get more than Christian Wood, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even going to lie at this point, because Randall was damn near all-star last season. Also, big gunshots for Silver Analytics. Uh, since a 20-hour super chat says, trade Randall, train up these kids, let's go Knicks. <sighs> Might be time, man. Might be time. Uh, it's, it's, it's 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 rough out here, man. Thank thank you guys for the super chats. It's gonna help keep the lights on. It helps pay for uh, you know helps pay for the Zoom links and, and, and then the phone the phone the phone uh, calls and all that other stuff. So it's gonna help keep all the lights on. So thank you guys for contributing to the show. All right. Um, next show, next show is we got a, a barn burner versus the Clippers. You already know those boys are tough. Um, yep another late night game so get ready for that and like i said before if you're liking the program and you just got in hit that like button hit the subscribe button and also comment when this thing is over it's going to help us keep this train moving as we get into the season um and as i said before i posted i posted something in the community before if you trying to get some new guests on here i see some of you guys want monica uh i see some of you guys once um <laughs> who else was, was tagged uh mark berman monica monica mcnutt and mark berman have been the favorites that you guys want to to get into the into the next uh, as a next guest of the K- KOT show as like a NY media member, Berman will definitely be the easiest kid because he's already follows follows us. But if y'all want Monica, y'all really gonna have to spam her in that on, in that um request, right? Because she doesn't follow us yet. So I'm gonna keep I'm gonna comment on Monica's post. Y'all just keep tagging Monica, all right? <laughs> <And then> hopefully <laughs> one day she'll follow us so we can get her on the show. All right but that is our show if you don't know what we're talking about uh, i posted the 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 show we did with tommy Beer. i posted it on twitter and i said if you guys want to tag the, the ny media person who you want to be on the show next and some of you guys tagged it so thank you guys for the guys who contributed to that thank you guys for tagging it those people all right and go to our community board if you want to see that post and that is all. All right. Next show will be Flunday. That is our show. Ryan G, let them know where they can find you, sir. You can
2: find me on Instagram at is chilling That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can also find me on Sergius Corner on IG where I post videos. Took a little hiatus because I'm a bit busy, but I'll get back to the posting videos about the Knicks and other sports. And you can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G. KOT. All right, all right. You
0: know, you already know where you know you can find us, man. Find us at the KOT show on Twitter, the Nick of Time show on Instagram, and the Nick of Time show on Facebook. Get your KOT snapbacks at thenickoftimeshow dot com. Also, listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all those DSPs where you can find us. Or everywhere you can play sound, uh, you can play sound, uh, play SoundCloud, play podcasts. All right, all right. It is 2 a.m. Y'all are nuts, man. Y'all are nuts <laughs> killing us at 2 a.m. But that is our show. 54 people in the chat, 2 a.m. watching KLT show. That is our show. Thank you guys for watching. And as always. Shout out the Worldwide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, especially today. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That is our show. <laughs> we are out of here.
3: New New York, big city of dreams. I'm comin', straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. New York,
1: New York, In